Welcome to You Are Loved, a podcast with open conversations about healing after suicide and suicide prevention. Join me as we discuss how you can heal after losing a loved one to suicide. Discover how others found hope again in their moments of darkness and how you can truly scatter hope to those who need it most of all. When you do, you can save their life. I'm your host, Crystal Partney. I am a best-selling author, speaker, and suicide grief coach. Together, we can heal. Remember, you are loved. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the You Are Loved podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about what to do when life gives you lemons. I know that for me, and I'm sure those of you that are listening right now, you understand what has happened in your life and how you can now take this tragedy that you've experienced and make your own version of lemonade. But before I even dive into sharing how I've made my own lemonade from this tragedy, I just want to emphasize that I am not downplaying what has happened. I'm not making light of what has happened. So I just want you guys to know that because I think it's important. I think as I go on and tell you some of the amazing things that I have been able to accomplish as I have found my own version of lemonade from this tragedy. I just want you to listen in, but remember that I am not in any way making light of this tragedy. I am just wanting to give you hope and wanting to give you permission to allow yourself to consider the possibilities for you and discover your own version of how you can make lemonade. And again, I just want to emphasize that I'm not in any way, shape, or form downplaying what has happened, any experiences that you have had along the way, and just, I feel your pain. I just want to emphasize that as we're going forward. So nothing prepares you to hear the news that your loved one has taken their life. No amount of preparation can even help. If you were in fact lucky to have any indication for their passing or prior to their passing, even a phone call, nothing prepares you. At least that was definitely my experience. There aren't any do-overs as badly as I would want to go back in time and hug my sister and let her know how much I love her. The ending remains the same. That is why I am on a mission to help other families like mine heal after suicide. I do not want you to have to experience a tragedy like ours to lose someone you love, but another goal and another mission of mine 
happening simultaneously as helping families heal after suicide, just like yours, I also want to provide hope again for people just like you to choose a life, to find their reason to stay and find more than just one, have a plethora of reasons for why they are choosing to stay. To have the bold conversation and say vulnerably, I need some help here. Would you be willing to help me? Saying to someone in their life, maybe this is you, maybe you know of someone that is really struggling and maybe you don't. Oftentimes I look back on my own journey and I think, how did I miss that? How did I where did I go wrong? But I really had to give myself compassion and say, I did the very best I could. And I want to be someone who looks to people in my life, who loves them very deeply and says, I don't feel like myself. Can you help? There is no shame in asking for help. It doesn't make you weak. It makes you brave. So be brave, my friend. Borrow my courage if you need to. Because I can guarantee you that asking for help, saying, I don't feel like myself, that does take courage and that does take bravery. And you are worth it. You are worth asking for help. You are worth being well again and finding your own version of how you can make lemonade from this tragedy. I promise you, you are so worth feeling whole again, even though I know what it's like to feel like so many pieces of myself are gone because of my sister. I also know that my sister wouldn't want me to continue to be sad by her death. She wouldn't want me to reminisce on the, what I could have done or what I should have done because it's so easy to go down that path. She would want me to continue to take baby steps in the direction of hope and of faith and of courage and being brave, especially when it came to my own mental health and saying, I need help. And that's okay. I know there's a quote from Les Brown and he says, part of you being strong is asking for help. That's not because you are weak. It's because you want to remain strong. And I just love that. When I heard that, I was, or when I read that quote, I was like, oh my goodness, that is so true. It's not that I'm weak. It's not that I am thinking of myself less. It's because I want more for my life and because I want to really turn this tragedy into something that has shaped me in a way that I'm able to help not only my own mental health and be an advocate for my own mental health, but I'm also a strong advocate for others and their own mental health and saying, look, together, we can lock arms and we can continue to be brave and be strong. And like I said, just a minute ago, there is no shame. 
There is none, no shame in asking for help. Please be brave enough and have that courage. And like I mentioned to borrow my courage, if you absolutely need to, it was along these lines of courage when I kept getting what I was calling a download on my heart to really start my two companies that I have created. But to be transparent, I was scared. I didn't know anyone who had experienced a similar loss of suicide. More importantly, though, I kept asking myself, how do I even begin to help those people I feel called to serve and support? Do I start a nonprofit? If so, how do I do that? I have no idea how to start a nonprofit. If that is the route that I chose, or do I set up a business? And if so, how do I go about that? I had all of these questions and then some, and of course, these were just a few of the questions that were running through my mind. I had so much fear around starting, but you know what? I did it anyway. I had no clue how I wanted it to look or feel. So I started off by reaching for the stars and began speaking. I know that in itself can be so daunting and so intimidating, but I was graciously invited to speak at the Best You Expo. For those of you who might not know about the Best You Expo. It is an amazing event where people come together from all over the world to speak on various topics ranging from suicide, which of course is my topic, to sex and everything in between. The year that I spoke was 2020. This meant that it was being held virtually because of the pandemic instead of in person, like the people were accustomed to that experience. It was still incredible. I got to rub shoulders. Of course, this was all virtually <laughs> with people from all around the world who were absolutely fabulous in whatever occupation that they did whether it was life coaching, whether it was educating people about their bodies and everything in between, right? Empowerment. I mean, really the sky's the limit in terms of the topics and conversations that were taking place, both of course, on stage virtually and off the stage. And it was just a phenomenal event. So if you get a chance to participate, and attend the Best Year Expo, I highly recommend it. This event gave me the courage to continue to make lemonade from this tragedy. The following month in September of that year of 2020, I got the courage to host my very first summit, and I called it the Healing After Loss Summit. Once again, I got the opportunity to choose speakers whom I felt aligned with the vision that I saw for the future when it came to this highly sensitive topic of suicide. Some of my speakers had in fact lost someone by suicide and couldn't relate to my story. 
others had experienced loss, not by suicide, but nonetheless, I had felt that their heart really resonated with me and it was going to be extremely beneficial to those people that were going to be registering for the event. The outpouring of support, not only for myself, but for my intention for hosting the summit really brought me to tears. I cried after each night of being given the opportunity to host the summit. I was able to do it live. And so that was exciting and nerve wracking all at the same time, as you can imagine. But I really began the conversation around how someone could begin healing after suicide. And I will never forget this experience. It was absolutely incredible. Of course, there were technical glitches along the way. You can't pull off an event like this and have it go completely smoothly, but that's okay. That's what it came to it. And I did it and it was just absolutely amazing. And as the year came to a close, I finished strong by completing my first book. It was also actually a journal, but still I never in a million years could have imagined myself writing a book. Growing up, I I loved to write. I was the kid in school that constantly was writing and enjoyed writing and especially in elementary school when you were asked to write a two-page paper. I was the kid who wrote a 10-page paper because it was just fun for me. So I actually wrote the journal. And the idea kept coming back to me to write this book, but somehow in some way, it kept coming to me that someone like me could begin to take baby steps as they begin to heal after suicide. I focused on the first 30 days after losing my sister. I dug deep to remember what had happened during those first 30 days afterwards. I no doubt allowed my sister to speak into my thought process as I wrote down the memories from the previous year. It was both humbling and challenging. As I was listening to what my sister was prompting on my heart, I say humbling because I knew that every word that I wrote on the page was a memory that I had of the first month after losing my sister. I say it was challenging because it brought brought back so many emotions and I cried a lot. And to be honest, as I wrote my journal, what one of the most pivotal moments for me during that journey of writing about my own experience about the first 30 days after losing my sister was when I met a coach that was guiding me along the writing process. As I had already explained, the idea of writing a book to me really felt just so far-fetched in my mind that I honestly didn't even think I would even write it. But as I explained to my coach, who has now become a dear friend, 
the idea that kept coming back to me and what felt like it was being placed on my heart over and over again as tears streamed down my face, I was explaining my book to her. And as I did, I felt my sister say, Crystal, this is not a book. This is a journal. People need to be able to write what is on their mind and on their heart. They need a safe place to express their emotions, to be raw and say what is truly on their mind without judgment. This is why it has to be a journal and not a book. The book can come later. Man, oh man, can I tell you, at that moment, I said a prayer thanking my sister for her kind and gentle words. It was there in that moment with her when I fully understood that there is a divine partnership that me and my sister were creating. I just want to say how beautiful it is to know that my sister is still guiding me, even though I cannot see her physically. It is absolutely incredible. Even when I think to myself, like, oh, she's just too busy to hang out with me and my not so exciting life. (laughs) I am quickly reminded by her as she lovingly and gently reminds me, Crystal, you are perfect just the way you are. And the same is true for you listening right now. You are perfect just the way you are. And your loved one knows that you are hurting. Your loved one knows that you are in pain. I know that they would want you to continue to find healing, to find your own version of healing. As I continued to find my own version of healing, I would keep getting this, these downloads, what I call downloads, their promptings on my heart. And again, it was from my sister. I really felt that, that she was saying, Crystal, I want you to start a care box for those families like ours who might be struggling with their own tragedy to suicide. They need support. They need help. They need resources and tools that you've discovered along your own journey as you have healed after my death. And so thus scattering hope was created. Scattering hope was on a mission to help families like yours begin to heal after losing your loved one to suicide. The sister company, as I like to say, Owl and Thistle, that's owl as in the bird. Woohoo! And you also hear that in the introduction to this podcast. And of course, in the outro was a tribute to my sister's life as I began to address this topic surrounding mental health. I wanted an opportunity for you to be able to tell the people in your life how much they are loved. It's true how much they are cherished, how much they are adored. When we are able to share and connect with others, whether that is in our intermediate family, our immediate family, or extended We open ourselves up to the power of connection. 
Thus, when we are able to connect and tell people in our life they matter, that they are loved, you are saving their life because it is the struggles behind closed doors that no one ever sees, that no one ever hears. It doesn't make the news. It doesn't even make Instagram. But these are the discussions we must be having with each other and together, not behind closed doors, not in our own minds and suffering and silence. Let's speak up. Let's say to someone who loves us, I'm struggling here. I need help. You know me well enough that I rarely ask for help. So this is a huge deal for me to even muster up the courage to tell you right now that I need help. I've been kept, kept silent for long enough and I really could use some help. Please help. Al and Thistle was on my heart after scattering hope because I felt prompted to focus on suicide prevention. And if you would like to send someone you love a care box, I'll be sure to link the checkout page to this episode's show notes. As I began the new year in 2022, and thus 2023, as we're talking about this right now, I also took some time and I wrote that book I was talking to you about earlier. Remember the one that Gina told me would come after I wrote and published my journal. I am so proud to announce that it is currently in editing and it will come out later in this year. I'm looking to launch and have the official launch uh, and towards the end of August. So you can be sure to take a look and I would love for you to pick up your copy and go ahead and pre-order the book. And when you do, I've incorporated some bonuses in there for you as well that I can't wait to share with you. And of course, I'll be talking about it a little bit as it comes closer to August. I also was able to launch this podcast, the URLA podcast in 2022, and we are actually going to be approaching the one-year anniversary of the podcast, and I'm super excited. I'm going to be reminiscing on all of the episodes that have been out in June when we approach that one-year anniversary of the podcast. As you are listening, of course, the podcast is all about how you are worthy of love, that you matter, and that, of course, you are loved. I also, in this year, was able to get what's called the Essential Emotions Certification. And what that allows me to do is bring the power of essential oils into the healing process in a very natural way. And this was really important for me to get the certification because it allows me to, like I said, 
bring the emotions that you've been experiencing and being able to address them, work through them, and also use the essential oils to bring those together and offer support and healing in that way that is a very natural sort of healing and it's just a very loving and gentle way to work through some of those emotions that you might be experiencing. Now, I just want to preface this by saying the essential oils, like I said in a previous episode where we talked about the essential oils and the ones that I recommended and the one that our guest Aaron recommended as well, it doesn't replace therapy. It doesn't replace going to see a counselor, but it certainly can help, especially in those times when you aren't able to go in to the therapist. Because like I said in another episode as well, we aren't able to sit in the counselor's office 24-7. And having these essential oils is a nice component to allow you the healing and be able to work through those emotions as they come up before your next session or before you're able to get in to see someone and really talk through those emotions that you are experiencing. I also want to say I'm not bragging, but I am celebrating how far I've come and the journey. Both books and allowing me to do all the things that I've done throughout this journey since I began, even the little celebrations like getting out of bed every morning, these all deserve celebrating and acknowledging. So if it sounds like I'm bragging, please hear me. I assure you I'm not. My heart behind sharing these details of these things that I was able to do and how I've been able to make lemonade and how I was able to work through some of the things that I was scared to work through I just want to acknowledge you and say, I did it anyways, even though I was scared, even though I had so many questions and I doubted myself and what ifs, the thing that I want you to take away from this episode is that I chose to be brave and I know you can too. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know the what ifs or let myself continue to go down that path of what if, or I could have done this, or even the house. I chose to be brave and I know that you can be brave too. Here is something important to remember for you as you continue this journey, every step along the journey, I have been able to share my sister's story. I became her voice the voice that she felt she didn't have towards the end. In sharing her story, I've been able to, in turn, share my own story. I hope that this inspires you to share your own story because you never know whose life you are going to touch when you do. And 
more importantly, whose life you're going to save because you share your story, because you share the story of your loved one. And if you feel comfortable, maybe you do share their struggles. Maybe you do express the pain that you've been experiencing, but how you have been able to make lemonade and get the help that you need and deserve. This episode's love notes are this. I know that you can be brave. Let's remember to speak up. Let's not have these struggles behind closed doors continue. Let's speak up. Let's talk about it. Let's not have the suffering continue. Let someone know how much they are loved and how much they matter. You can do that in a number of ways. You can do that through purchasing a care box, or you can simply write them a card. When is the last time that you received a handwritten note by someone that you love saying, hey, I was thinking about you today. Maybe you even give them a copy of my journal as a way to start their own healing process. Maybe you say to someone, I'm really struggling here and I could use some help. Maybe that's what being brave looks like, but I promise you any small step that you take is going to be worth it. And you can be brave. You can have courage Courage doesn't have to be this big thing. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, if you feel called to start a nonprofit or you feel called in some other direction that you can make your own version of lemonade from this tragedy, then do so. But sometimes maybe even making lemonade is just you simply getting out of bed. That's how you're going to make lemonade today. And that's wonderful. I love that. Keep doing those things. And remember that I'm here to support you in any way that I can. And as always, remember, you are loved. Thanks for tuning in and listening to this episode of the You Are Loved podcast. For more information about suicide prevention, be sure to check out owlandthesoul.com. That's owl as in the bird. Hoo-hoo! And if you're coping with the loss of a loved one due to suicide, we've been there too. And for more information, check out our sister company found at scatteringhope.com. Please like and subscribe to this program to stay current with all of our episodes and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Owl and Thistle or Scattering Hope. As always, remember, you are loved.